Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's settle a debate here. Let's bring in Joe G, see what he feels about Little Caesars and also the big game. Not the big game, but the game before the big game, Eagles and Niners. So let's bring him in now on the ByThePhoenix.com guest line, host of BetQL Daily, evenings on WIP in Philadelphia, and also on Twitter at JoeGilio Sports. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball! You want Philly Philly? Yeah, let's do it. Good. Philly special. Ready? And the game is over! The game is over! The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions! Eagles fans everywhere! This is for you. One provolone without. Yeah, probably without. Yep. And uh, one with. With. And then a cheese with. Getting Philly with Joe Gillio. Yo, Adrian. I All right, Joe. Let's start with investigative journalism uh, about Nick Sirianni. Do you believe he actually ate Little Caesars? Or do you think he's a company man and was like, well, this is a sponsor of the NFL. I probably need to abide by those rules. Do you think he actually ate Little Caesars? I don't. I I think it's more of the latter. And my guess is because of all the publicity that Pizza got a week ago off of Sirianni, off of the Eagles, someone must have pulled him aside in that building and said, hey, if we're going to joke about it, you know, brand pizza here and, and chain pizza, can we just please make it Little Caesars here? Because, I mean, I'm sure the Eagles heard about that from the NFL because that pizza thing was everywhere for a week. So not great branding for the NFL. Yeah, kind of a a little mistake there by Sirianni. All right, let's talk about this game because I'm very torn. I think my gut feeling is leaning towards the Eagles here. But if you look at the numbers, and as an analyst and as a capper, whatever, you always like to have some kind of trend or number or stat that backs up your argument. But for me, it just looks so even across the board. You've got two great defenses. The Niners, the best against the run. The Eagles, the best against the pass. So what are the strengths of the Eagles over this Niners team that's also so very good? Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. It's even. I mean, this we, we say sometimes toss-up game. This feels like a toss-up game. You know, if this game is not close until the very end, and, you know, sometimes there could be a late score that, that changes the spread or makes it feel like a team won by more than they really did. But I expect a close game throughout. I heard uh, one of our audits, the NFL insiders, Brian Baldinger, yesterday said he thinks this will be the game of the NFL season. And I, I'm with him. Uh, in terms of where I think the Eagles can exploit the Niners or where maybe they could be a little bit stronger – couple of things stand out to me. One, the Eagles have the best pass defense in the National Football League. I mean, that, that's been that way all year. They allow the least passing yards per game. They had 75 sacks now in through 18 games. And I think Brock Purdy's leaking some oil here. Um, he's obviously done a great job considering the circumstances and how well he's played. 
But I feel like the last two weeks, and I don't know if this shows up in numbers, you probably find you know, off-target percentage. It just feels to me watching like he's about to throw a pick or two. And, and maybe this is the spot where the Eagles get him. And on the other side of the football, the Niners' defense is great. And we see all the numbers. You mentioned, Chelsea, how good they are against the run. But if there is one area of weakness with this Niners' defense, they allow deep passes, specifically 20-plus yards down the field, and even more specifically on the left side of their defense. And I just got to feel like the Eagles are watching the film, seeing those numbers, and they're going to bomb it up to A.J. Brown. And I feel like this is why you go trade for an A.J. Brown before the season. I think this is the kind of game where he can make that big of a difference. We're talking with Joe Giglio, host of EQL Daily, and you can hear him on WIP in Philadelphia. Also on Twitter at Joe Giglio Sports. Joe G, you mentioned Brock Purdy and facing that Eagles pressure, and I really believe that that is going to be the difference in this game because no one sacks the quarterback more than Philadelphia does. And I'm not trying to play into your fandom, but I'm but really, as as you look at this game, I don't think Brock Purdy will have faced pressure like this thus far in the NFL. I think it's going to be the real difference maker here. Yeah, and when it's for a couple of reasons. One, literal pressure, right? The 75 sacks and all the pressure mm-hmm. the Eagles have gotten. I mean, and then on top of it, it's, it's his biggest road test in the NFL. I mean, I know he had the game yeah. in Seattle, and that's always been a good, a good test. Um, but then his only other road game in the NFL is, is in Las Vegas, you know, late December. So it's just kind of been serendipitous for them and for him that from the moment he came in, I think six of the eight games he's played has been, have been at home. So he really hasn't been tested much on the road as well. It's going to be loud. It's going to be hard to hear all those things that we know about. But I, I do think when you combine all the factors, if Purdy plays clean in this game and they win, I think I'm, I'm just going to stop doubting him because that, that would really impress me. So much of the talk has been about Brock Purdy this week, and I'm sure it will be for the rest of the postseason if they win this game, about, you know, at some point he's young, he's going to regress. But let's talk about Jalen Hurts for a second because it almost feels like people are just assuming that he's this playoff veteran. But really, is this his biggest game of the postseason of his career? I feel like it is. Yeah, it's the biggest game of his football life. I mean, I, I don't know how we kind of parse the title game versus national championship in college, but to date, I consider this the biggest stage Jalen Hurts has ever played on. And Chelsea, I, I was making the point yesterday that in, in a lot of ways, this game is on Jalen Hurts for the Eagles because it's the one spot, player for player, you say, oh, the Eagles should have the advantage there, right? Like we go all line, D line, corners, whatever. It all comes out pretty even. But, like, the Eagles should have a better quarterback, and, and it, their quarterback should play better. But I think Cowboys fans would have thought the same thing last week. Well, yeah, maybe the Niners are better, but we got the better quarterback. Well, Purdy outplayed Dak. Like, Jalen Hurts can't turn the ball over in this game. If you look at the Niners since Purdy took over, they have the best starting field position in the NFL. I mean, they're giving this kid short fields and making it easy because their defense is taking the ball away. So it's on Hurts to not give the ball away, which he's usually pretty good at. But the other thing, guys, I think is interesting is, the last couple of years, the Niners aren't weak many places on defense, especially against the run. But running quarterbacks have moved the ball on them on the ground. Marcus Mariota earlier this year. Last year, although it was early in the season, Jalen Hurts had 80 yards rushing against the Niners. I, I could foresee a situation where the coverage is tight. It's third and six. Got to move the chains. I, I could see Jalen Hurts running and using his legs to, to move the chains to get first downs, maybe more than he did last week and maybe more than he has in a while here. Joji, I wanted to ask about Jalen Hurts and using his legs. And 
if you're the Eagles, do you just throw caution to the wind and you run him no matter what because the Super Bowl is on the line? Or do you try to mitigate that a little bit? Because Jalen Hurts has said, look, he's not 100%, but he's good enough to go. And, you know, I, I know the obvious answer seems like, well, it, look, you got to go all out with Jalen Hurts. But at the same time, you don't want to put him in a dangerous situation because I do think the Eagles win this game and move on to the Super Bowl. And you don't want to jeopardize him in the big game. It's a great question. We've been talking about it here all week. I mean, I, I think, yeah. I think that the correct answer on this one is it's situational, right? Like first and ten to start the game, are they running him through the tackles and, and having, you know, Fred Warner just take a shot at his, him in his shoulder? Probably not. But like I said a few minutes ago, you know, if they're having difficulty moving the chains and they have a couple three and outs, I just think for him, instinct takes over, and his instinct his whole life has mm-hmm. been. I can run for that first down. And he's usually right, and he's usually pretty smart about not getting smashed in the middle of the field. He'll slide. So I do think we're going to see a lot of Jalen Hurts run, specifically on third down. Instead of throwing in tight coverage, I think Jalen Hurts takes off and tries to move the chain. So, Joe, how are you actually playing this game? Because I'm always torn on receiver props for the Eagles just because they can get it done in so many ways. I'm leaning towards a- towards A.J. Brown just because I feel like the motivation is there for him, for the team. Like you said, he is the reason uh, or he is the bright, shiny new toy that they got for this season and they want to use him. So in the props market, even uh, looking at a total, how are you actually playing this game? Yeah, as long as the game stays under three, I'll be on the Eagles. It gets to three. I just, I just think the value is too much on the Niners, and I, I just probably won't bet the game. So I, 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 would, I would bet the Eagles to win the game, minus the two and a half right now. I'd, I'd leave it there. And as far as the prospect market goes, I would go over and Hurts rushing yards, and, and I would pick Brown out of the receivers. I think this will be a quieter week for, uh, for Dallas Goddard. I mean, the Niners are the best defense in the league over the middle. I don't think the Eagles will target Goddard as much as they did last week, and he might be used to block more just to help out with that offensive line. But it, it's likely Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. And, and I would go Brown, all the reasons you mentioned, Chelsea. And then, you know, we just go to last week. He was, he was kind of upset during the game. It was, it, was, it was rare. He hadn't been like that as an Eagle. I think he felt like he wasn't involved in the game as much. And you, you go back to week one of the season where Devontae Smith was shut out, didn't have a catch. The Eagles made a, a pretty concerted effort to get him the ball early and often the next week. Like, they realized they got a lot of star players here. Got to keep everybody happy. I think it reverses this week, and I think they target Brown early and often. It just feels like his skill set is where they can make a couple big plays. And in a game like this, a couple big throws down the field might flip it. So I would play the over, and and I wouldn't be surprised to get a touchdown from A.J. as well. So, gee, is there a coaching advantage here on either side? I know Kyle Shanahan, and rightfully so, gets a lot of credit for how he's managed that quarterback situation. But what Nick Sirianni has done – has been incredible as well, considering where we were like a year and a half ago when he was being questioned, and here he is in such a big spot. Do you give the edge to either side? Yeah, I mean, it's as good a job as Jonathan Gannon has done for the Eagles defense. It's hard to say you'd rather have anyone on the other side of Shannon, and he's that good. He'll get his guys open. I, I do think on the other side, though, you know, D'Amico Ryan's and the Niners got a lot of credit, and, and D'Amico's probably going to be head coach in the next couple of weeks, but just to go back to the season, the Eagles' offensive coaches, you know, Sirianni and then Steichen, who calls the plays, they've done a good job of, of kind of putting the best player on the other defense on an island and almost taking them out of the game. They did it to Micah Parsons in week six where they almost ran the RPO right at him and had him freeze for three hours. He didn't know whether to come get Jalen, go get the back, and, and they really put him in a tough spot. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they had something cooked up here for Nick Bosa where he almost is, is thinking more than playing, and, and maybe that slows him down. So, 
I won't be surprised if the Eagles offensive coaches have a better plan than people think against this Niners defense. Joe, before we let you go quickly, got a minute left. What's your take on Chiefs and Bengals? I like the Bengals in the game. Now, I mean, the, the Mahomes situation is obviously the, the biggest factor. But I, my first thought is I, I think the Bengals can win this game, even if Patrick Mahomes is healthy. I, that's how much I respect the Bengals and Burrow and, and what they've done the last couple of years. And, you know, they're 3-0 and against the, the Chiefs the last couple of years. The, the, the NFL world has made Josh Allen out to be the, the number one rival for Patrick Mahomes, but it, it's not. It's, it's Joe Burrow's his number one rival, and that's the guy he's got to beat right now. If Mahomes was health, fully healthy – you know, I can understand why people would be on the Chiefs and, and they'd be a, big, a pretty decent favorite. But I'll, I'll be on Joe Burrow, and I, I think him and Jamar Chase go in there again and, and win another AFC championship. Yeah, I also think the Bengals have the better defense. So I'm with you there. Always great insight from Joe Giglio, host of BetQL Daily, and also evenings on WIP in Philadelphia. Joe, thanks for stopping by. You got it, guys. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.